0: All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest.
1: Welcome to All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest, the Labor Day edition. I got my boy Mike Ruiz in the building. Well, it's his building because we're in his house. (laughs) Where I don't know the smoker's gonna be on today or what's maybe, gonna maybe be on not.
0: today. Maybe some chicken. On maybe smoker. some chicken. Some smoke th- chicken
1: thighs. Cause I know you're like one of the master, <laughs> you know, cookout dudes that I know. Like you're like one of the better, if not the best, guy I know oh. cooking out. But I'm learning, I'm learning. I always have a joy talking to you, man. You know, we could talk, we could talk word, we could talk sports. Yeah. You know, so I could definitely sit down and talk to you forever because mm-hmm. we could talk about. Um, we could talk about our families, you know, we're yeah. family men, you know, yeah. so we have a lot in common, man. We love Jesus, mm-hmm. we love our wives, mm-hmm. we love our kids, yep. and we love, football. we love football, you know, so this oh, is the goodness. last Monday, as we record this, mm-hmm. last Monday, without Monday Night Football. Yes. You excited good. for some
0: football, bro? I'm very excited for some football, and the Giants have, uh, I think, four primetime, well, actually, a little more than that primetime games this year, so. Excited about that, too. All right. I have two Monday night games. I think I have one or two Thursday night games. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll get into that in a little while. But one of the things I love talking to you about is the word. So mm-hmm. let me just get into this question real fast, man, because we are going to get into the NFL uh, preseason yeah. uh, preview and, and stuff like that. And I know that you got some cookout duties to attend to. Cool, yeah. So it's Labor Day. Labor you know why we're recording this? is Labor Day. Working
0: on Labor Day. Family coming
1: through. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to work on Labor Day, but um, let's minister on Labor Day, man. Yeah, sure. um, you know, one of the focal points of the focal point of this podcast, obviously, is always to spread the word of God. So in in saying that, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, you sent uh, out a pic a while on Instagram. Yes. And you said that this book has changed my perspective. I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Right. So the book was...
0: Sam Storms yeah, and was it was called. That was by uh, a pastor named Sam Storms and yeah. it was called. Oh, I just had it. it. The language of heaven. It was called it... the language of Are heaven. Correct. Uh, okay. Questions about answering qu- crucial questions about speaking in tongues. Yeah, it was a really, really great book. Um, the reason I had bought, I bought two of his books. I bought the language of heaven. Another one was called practicing the power, which is about like practicing the spiritual gifts in mm-hmm. the Bible. Not just reading them as these, you know, oh, it sounds good that that happened for for these people back in history, Mm -hmm. but that these things are present for us today. So after reading the book of, uh, I read the book on all the spiritual gifts first, and he touches on tongues. Oh, he touches on tongues in the beginning uh, of the book and helped me answer some questions I had there. Uh, But then I still had some questions on you know, how, how necessary the gift works. And I had more questions and then he wrote another book, a whole book about that. So I was like, let's get it. <laughs> and, um, it, it helped affirm some things I already believed to help right. clear up, uh, areas where maybe I didn't understand as much, um, on how, you know, how the gift works, why we need the gift and things like that. So, really, 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 uh, uh, that book really blessed my life a lot and helped me a lot. So,
1: so come, so coming out of that, right? Like yeah. you've read the whole book, yes. you know, tongues mm-hmm. and all this stuff, right? Um, coming out of that, did you
0: say when you finish, like, man, I underappreciated this. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think, I think from the part of the opening of the book, he uses a, a really good analogy. He says, okay. Uh, he, he uses Christmas, and he says, imagine getting your child a gift, mm-hmm. and, you know, as you're a dad, I'm a dad. Imagine, you know, you go and you separate this thing for your your son or your daughter, this special gift for them, and when you give it to them, they look at it like, well, why did you give me this, right? Mm. Um, and he, you know, God is our Heavenly Father, and if he's giving us something that he's calling a gift, and it's for our good, and it's something that is meant to be a blessing for us, we need to not look at it like that we should look at it like thank you the same way a child receives a gift on christmas with joy and uh you know this high expectation and hope um we should see see every spiritual gift from tongues to prophecy with that with that same lens of a child so
1: right i i remember you know now that you say that it comes to my mind like jesus said if you being evil could right. give your children good gifts, and he was talking to the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. How much more can God give us, and would give us, and obviously will give us good things? I'm yeah. paraphrasing that yeah. at the end there, yeah. but that was that was like the point of you know his soliloquy at the moment. Mm-hmm. He was saying, you know, you're not right, right. but you give your kids good stuff. Right. God, who's God, who's love, is going to give us the best stuff. Right. You know, so. Sometimes I think like we don't see it like that because we underappreciate certain things, right? Mm -hmm. And when we underappreciate certain things, it's like saying God doesn't know how to give or what God gives is not good enough. But that's like, you know, I I could say that that's not only coming from the enemy, but coming from our minds and not studying enough or not just just not studying ourselves to be approved you know, like as the Bible says in, in, some, in some terms, right? So when we underappreciate something, it's because maybe, you know, we have an ungrateful spirit mm-hmm. or we don't understand it, you know, because lack of understanding could, could also lead to stuff like that, yeah. you know? So I think that there's a lot of things that people underappreciate nowadays. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in seeing the way that the things are going right now in America, people are underappreciating God himself. Yeah. And people are underappreciating, you know, what the Bible means and what the Bible can do and what the Bible says and the life lessons that it gives, you know. So in 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 thinking about, you know, Labor Day, right, as we're recording this, right, the, the things that God has given us to labor in, mm-hmm. right, his work and his kingdom. I think sometimes we underappreciate that, too, yeah. like the working of in his kingdom and yeah. just the things that he has for us to do. And to give us, to receive, like there, there's so many things that God has for us. Yeah. And none of them are evil. None of them are bad. None of them are right. wrong. You know? So getting caught up in, in underappreciation mm-hmm. is something that I think is very easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so in, in coming out of this, right, and just saying, Man, I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I underappreciated this gift, right? Um, is there is there anything else you would say right now, like, man, um, we we as people are underappreciating a certain thing right now.
0: I think we, I think everybody has the tendency because of sin, right? Mm-hmm. We still live in we start a sinful nature, so we still have inclination to be sinful. Um, and that's something we need to wrestle against. Uh, we all have the ability to underappreciate things, and we all have a tendency to do it. Um, whether that be with our families, whether that be with God directly. Um, and you, you use the word ungratefulness, I think underappreciation and ungratefulness are really tied together. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think you know, some things after a while become when we get so accustomed to it that that it, it loses its like its beauty, right? So I think of like when you know with somebody first I remember my wife and I first started dating and this is like over ten years ago at this point, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like the I still believe she's the most beautiful woman. But that was like her beauty was like I was so in awe of that, and there's still moments where that happens. But I, pretty early on, I was like, okay, she's beautiful, and like you know, right. that's right. not the main thing in a relationship. So you know, but but I should always appreciate her beauty. Or um, an analogy I heard that I thought was really what good was uh, uh, this this preacher would he would take a trip every year to the to the mountains. Uh, I think they would take a plane by the mountains, and and as they would take the plane to get to a certain destination to go and preach and minister. Um, he's The first time he went, he was like in awe of this beautiful mountain and the creation of God there. And an older pastor was with him, and the pastor was sleeping. And in his head, he's like, how is this guy sleeping? <laughs> Can't he see how amazing this is? Yeah. He said years, you know, a couple years later, he goes, and he takes young young men to go him and minister. And he's the one sleeping on the plane, and they're the ones in all the mountain. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, when, when we get accustomed to things, they become... You know, they sh- when these become our norm, they kind of sometimes we allow that to lose their value, but we shouldn't. We should take moments to look and be like, "Man, like, it's incredible." You know, think about like the first time we see our, our children, right? Yeah, that day is like we weep and it's like, oh, you know, if you're a crier, if you're not a crier, but your your heart is full of joy, um, and then. Every day we don't do that, right? Every right, day so right. we just see our kids. And say, hey, what up, kid? What up, my son? What up, my daughter? Yeah. You know? But there's still those moments, I'm sure for you as a parent, for me, where I just sit and look at my son I'm like, wow, that's my son. For sure. You know, so I, I think sometimes it needs to be intentional, like just stop what we're doing, stop all of our busyness and look at what God has given us. And I use one more example that I'm gonna steal from your yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. And it was um they talked about time and it was the the interviewer asked. Uh, the guy, the guy actually being interviewed asked the interviewer, he says, um you know, he goes, how old are your parents? And they, he said in the seventies, he said, okay, let's say your parents live for five more years. Right. He said, how many times do you see your parents a year? He mm-hmm. said, I see my parents twice a year. He said, so you would say if your parents going to live for five more years, you say, I have five more years with your parents. He said, but really you have 10 more visits with your parents. Mm-hmm. He's like, and we work backwards, you begin to put things in perspective of like how much we need to value these things. Mm-hmm. So I think just, I think perspective helps us to appreciate things, you know, a lot better and to be grateful. Um, and and when it comes to appreciating God, um, I was talking about this yesterday, but when it comes to appreciating God, I think the reason we don't appreciate God is the same reason the devil didn't appreciate God. The same reason Adam and Eve wound up not appreciating God was pride, you know, hmm. to appreciate somebody else is to kind of lift them up and to put them in a higher position. And, and Satan's problem was he saw God on the throne and instead of being like, wow, give him glory. I want glory. So i want to be god um adam and eve you know oh you could be like god i want to be god and begin to underappreciate so i think that's what happens with us with god we want all the nice things god gives us right but without the rule of god uh the rule of god makes us comfortable so um in having to submit to god is like uh, so why i don't want to appreciate him i want to be him you know so i think it's, that's, <laughs>
1: yeah that's that. that's 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 amazing yeah that's true because we want to put ourselves in the position of god yeah right and so then we underappreciate him yeah. underappreciate that grace and underappreciate mm-hmm. his mercy and you know before before we started recording you know like way before i woke up real early this morning right mm-hmm. and you know I, I i was praying you know before i came over here and i think that one of the things that i i began to say to god was like you know just thank you yeah you know and and you got to take that time out in prayer to just say thank you mm-hmm. you know it's not about what I want right now. It's not about what I need right now. It's just about saying thank you because I woke up and I didn't deserve to be awake, you know? um, I have another chance to have a better relationship with you today Mm -hmm. and I don't deserve that, Mm -hmm. you know? I have another chance to look at my wife and look at my children Mm -hmm. and see them progress in life and I don't deserve none of that, you know? So I think like taking that time out to just appreciate God helps us in our hearts and helps us in our minds, just to connect with Him on a greater level and have Him be more a part of us and a part of our daily living. Because if we're just thankful, right? And we just appreciate mm-hmm. who God is and what God does, I think that our lives will be better for it yeah. because it'll help our our souls and our minds and mm-hmm. our spirits mm-hmm. to just walk in accordance with Him because once we thank Him, we appreciate Him. Yeah. You know, that that just comes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you said earlier, you know, ungratefulness, right? And mm-hmm. being underappreciative, they tied really closely together. Mm-hmm. But being thankful and being appreciative of God yeah. is tied together. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, God, I appreciate the fact that you woke me up today when you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that I have a job when you didn't have to bless me, one. Right. I appreciate the fact that you gave me a wife yeah. when no woman had to look my way. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that you gave us kids when I couldn't have been you know, not fertile. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the fact, you know, that that you blessed me with all these things Mm -hmm. that I don't deserve. I just appreciate the fact that you sent your son Mm -hmm. to die for me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the fact that he left to sit at your right hand to send your Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so that everybody listening to this right now has that chance, that opportunity to have the Spirit of God within them. So I appreciate all that stuff because when I look around and I see, you know, people like you speak to me and you say, man, you know, you know, things that are divinely inspired, I know that comes because God poured his Holy Spirit into you, yeah. but he made that way. Right. So like you said, when we were like backwards, like when we see, you know, like God did all this mm-hmm. from the beginning of time <laughs> yeah. and all of this just comes back to me being who I am today through him, through his right. grace. You know, and all this comes back to you being who you can be and who you are by His grace and by His Spirit and by His Son. But when we sit back and just take a moment, like you said, we sit back and take a moment and realize, wow, these are our children. They're so yeah. great, you know, because God has made them great. Yeah. But also when we take back and, and take that moment in to just sit back and say, wow, this is the Creator. This is God. He right. takes time out to love me. Right. Like, He He thinks about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that just changes the whole day. Like... Mm-hmm. People say that when you pray first thing in the day, it just changes the whole day, the whole outlook. Right. You know. So in in speaking about being appreciative, right? Tell me about the day. To, give me an example. Like, okay, I woke up and that first thing I did was pray and see God. Yeah. My day went like this. Yeah. Another day, first day I did first thing I did was get up, be you know, complain or play video games or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't looking for God, and my day went like that. Like, could you? do you have any examples like about the two extremes
0: i i you know i, I can't think of any one specific day but I, I know any i know almost any and every time i would say or in general I, right that i've woken up and, and prayer has been the way i've started my day um and really like just spending that time with god mm-hmm. um to start out the day i think i don't want to say it was just like a positive better outlook on life but i, I think there's more peace in the day okay um we we have simple nature, right? So we pray to be grateful. We pray to seek God, to draw near to God. We also pray so that we would have self control, um, and so that you know we would be able to overcome temptation. So I think when I've started my day in prayer and seeking God, when temptation comes, because it's gonna come, uh, it's been a lot easier to resist because uh-huh. I already started my day like in the presence of the Lord, drawing near to God. Whereas when I haven't started my day with prayer uh, and temptation came, it was a lot harder to resist. Right. Right. Um, so I, that's, I think that's one of the biggest differences I've seen. Um, and I I think when you wake up early, you know, waking up early to pray, it also just kind of sets your, for me, it's also set my day up, um, for me to be like more responsible and just take care of everything I needed to. So a lot of times when I started my day to pray, I also work out. I also do all these other things that I I wanted to do, um, you know, to progress in in my life. So yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's what I've noticed is the biggest difference.
1: So it's like, once you put things in order, yes. the first thing when you check it off that list, yeah. God, yeah. everything else kind of falls in order. And yes. it's like the day goes more progressive, mm-hmm. smoother, mm-hmm. and you think better yes. because your first thought was God. Yeah. And so now all your other thoughts are, okay, everything else I got mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to because he just gave you like that clarity. Yeah, You know, in the morning, because your spirit has that clarity, because you connected with him. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, we're talking about underappreciation, right? And we're speaking about like, you know, just underappreciating God and all his goodness and all these other things. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we could feel underappreciated, you know, as men, as women, as children, right? But one of the keys, I think, to not feeling underappreciated, because sometimes being underappreciated, feeling like that, sometimes... It could be insecurity, right? Sometimes it could be because you're actually underappreciated, right? But I think that one of the keys to not feeling that way is being secure in Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we're secure in Christ and his opinion, right? And his truth, not even his opinion, his Mm -hmm. truth, because God doesn't have an opinion. He has Mm -hmm, truth. mm -hmm. If his truth is greater in us and his light is greater in us, do you think we could avoid the pitfalls of underappreciation more, do uh, I say more frequently, or yeah. or is there something else?
0: Um, I think I think if we start out that way, you know, um, I think the closer we draw to God, it's gonna f- it should fix every relationship in our life. Okay. So that it should it should start to fix how we view other things, right? Mm-hmm. First commandment: love the Lord your God. You know, it's the greatest command to love God. Then this next one is to love people. Um, so I think if we're loving God. I mean, we're following because some people, you know, it's easy to make the claim, I love God, but then if you don't love people, then you don't really love God. Mm. So, you know, I think when we're loving God um, and we're drawn near to God, we're asking God to search our hearts, we're asking God to change us and, and work in areas we need to, it, it should lead to us then loving people and appreciating the people that God's put around us. Um, as far as people feeling underappreciated, I think drawing near to God helps with that um, because, you know, we're putting our life in perspective again, like you said it perfectly, this is the creator of the universe, and we can talk to him. You know, mm-hmm. and I love that you said like, yo, we go to pray. We need to, we need to thank God, yeah. not as a need to like, okay, I thank God. Check. Let me continue, <laughs> but just because it sets our heart up in you know like appreciation of what he's done and, and who he is, um, and then when we put ourselves in perspective that like this, you said it perfectly, bro. Like, this is God. He didn't have. He doesn't owe me anything. You know. So and you and and you saying like, Zero. God doesn't have to give me this. I don't deserve this. It's not. It's not uh uh like. You looking at yourself lowly, is looking at yourself in correct perspective, mm-hmm. and according to who God is. Yeah. So I think when we look at God and who He is, and we begin to appreciate Him, it should then lead us to look at the people that God has given us, like you said, like our family stuff like that, appreciate that. Definitely. And as far as us feeling that appreciation, I think drawing into God, and then also um, building relationships with people. Um, you know, part of the, as, especially as Christians. And just part of our design, when God created Adam, the first thing he said that was wrong was that he was alone. Like, everything was good. Mm. And then God said, it is not good that he's alone. That's the first thing we see that's not good. And when
1: he created us, he said it was very good. Right. Every, so the right. level went up. Right. Everything was good in the first five days. Right. And then the six days, we were very good. Right. And then, like you said, then it goes down like, yeah. hold on, wait. Yeah. So then the, This then the, is the, not good.
0: Yeah. So And the first thing that was not good was the fact that Adam was alone. Now, Adam had God. Wouldn't yeah, yeah. so it's like whoa what do you mean but oh he is god yeah but also god made us for community with people so then god gives him his wife and now he's this community so um i think for us as christians right community with the church so if you isolate yourself mm-hmm. from people you're gonna feel unappreciated um right. and then just let that be known with the people you love hey i feel like i'm not appreciated right now or whatever because they might be just maybe you need to hear it you know maybe you need to hear it from your wife or your kids or maybe you know maybe you need to really build those relationships with people and then you'll feel that appreciation more. So I think there can be a, there can happen where you're being unappreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of, right. I think of pastors, our pastors, they serve a whole lot. And, you know, pastors make it, get like a day or two a year. Where we celebrate them yeah. at the church <laughs> and that's great. But you got to think of the, the amount of hours that, that we put in and, and they, sorry, now we, that they put in yeah. serving and tears they shed and emotional and all these different things that they do, money and all that. You know, uh, the amount of work they're doing, I'm sure there can be times where they feel that underappreciation. So it's our job as their community to make their, them feel appreciated, uh, especially if we know that that's something to deal with. And that goes with our friends, that goes with our wives, that goes with our children and stuff like that as well. So.
1: Yeah. So we all so basically like we all got a job to do. We all yeah. we we all help each other to feel appreciated and to mm-hmm. be appreciated mm-hmm. because, you know, we're put here to help each other. Right, like like you said, you know, I I didn't even think about that, you know, coming into this topic. Like, yeah, wait, God did say that it wasn't good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. So that means that we can connect the dot. Like you said, that sometimes when we isolate ourselves, we feel underappreciated, Mm -hmm. right? So we get in our own thoughts, and Mm -hmm. then the enemy gets into Mm -hmm. our thoughts, and it's like, oh, nobody appreciates you, nobody loves you. But when we come into the a community of people, and especially a community of people who love God, you know. They will lift you up and, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you like, hey, God will use people to say, yeah. you know, because it, it, it's not coming from the person, it's, just, it's coming from God, but God is using them. God, you know, they're allowing God to use them and, they, and they're, you know, they get to say, hey man, you know, I love the way you do this or I love the yeah. way you do that or, you know, I I just thank God for you, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So it just could be a whole bunch of number of things, just small things like yeah. hey man, um, you know, I was just thinking about you, uh you know, yeah. um praying for you, things like that, you know, yeah. like like I remember when the flood happened, um, not the flood, the yeah. the uh the storm happened, yeah. you know, I texted you, I texted yeah, you know, a couple yeah, other people and I was like, Hey man, I just wanna know if you're okay. Yeah. You know, so um uh, I think it is on us mm-hmm. as 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 a world, as a nation, you know, mm-hmm that we got to look out for each other mm-hmm. appreciate each other mm-hmm. because God did say it wasn't good for man to be alone mm-hmm. you know so we all need each other you know mm-hmm. i know that you know somebody here in this podcast right now they're saying yeah but somebody hurt me you mm-hmm. know yeah but somebody did something to me mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that the other person down the block did it to you right. you know you can be friends with them right. you can trust somebody in this other church right. you can trust this other pastor you know you just yeah ask God to lead you to the right place, to the right people, to the right places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll you'll get there because he hears us Mm -hmm. and he wants us to be in community. He wants us um, to to be, you know, functioning in love. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think when we function in love, I know that when we function in love, we won't feel Mm underappreciated and we won't be underappreciated because we're functioning in love. You know, so... The thing is for anybody listening right now they're saying, Man, I just feel underappreciated. You know, just ask the Lord um to put you in the right community of people. Yeah. You know, because he God himself will make you feel appreciated when you appreciate him. Mm-hmm. But when you want to go one step further and you wanna get that love from people around you, you know, you gotta be in the right community of people. Yeah. You gotta be you know, like in, in, in the right church and around the right family mm-hmm. because they'll love you mm-hmm. to death. Like mm-hmm. they, they will definitely love you. I've been in Christian Tabernacle now 13 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, I told everybody publicly, I said, you yeah, know, I just thank you guys because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you prayed for me. Yeah. You know, and, and without your prayers, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. You know, so whoever it is that prayed for me, just thank you. Yeah. Now, I'm not there in the room when you prayed for me, right. but you prayed for me, whoever you are. And I'm just appreciative of that Mm -hmm. because God heard you and God protected me. And since God protected me, I'm here today. I could talk to you face to face. And, you know, that that is that is knowing that people love you and that is being appreciative of that. And and that would just bring your heart to a new level, Mm -hmm. to a new perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Before we get into the NFL and the yeah. topics like that, um, Mike, just anything that's on your heart right now, just let the people know whatever's on your heart, whatever you want to minister to anybody. It could be about yeah. appreciation to God or under appreciation or anything else. You know, let's yeah. just, I just want to wrap up this segment mm-hmm. by just letting you pour out your heart.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think for appreciation, I, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll continue with that. Um, mm. You know, I, I think it all starts with pr- perspective. Uh and and I remember I I you know how we often hear like, you know, we when we worship God, we praise and we sing songs to God. It's mm-hmm. like I've heard it that's spiritual warfare and I was I always wrestled understanding that. Like I was like, Okay, well, how's the spiritual warfare and things like that? But one thing I heard that really helped me with it was one of the things that praising God does, uh not only is it your glory you know, you're you're giving God his credit and his due for what he's done for you, um, but it's also something that it shifts our perspective. So as we begin to sing these songs to God, um, as we pour out our hearts to God, it, sh- it, it shifts our perspective to who he is and who we are. Um, and, and I would say if you're wrestling with underappreciating God, s- spend time with doing the other things that we said. Spend time in prayer. Um, ask God to change your heart in, mm. in where you feel. Un- like if you're feeling ungrateful, ask God to change your heart. He'll Very do that. important, yeah. You know, in the Psalms. Uh, we see all these prayers, and this uh, we see David praying, and God created me a pure heart can it created me a clean heart mm-hmm. right? He was saying that because at this time his heart wasn 't clean, you know his desires weren 't all clean, so uh, we need to do that, and I think we need to be honest with ourselves often, um and as far as if somebody 's listening to this and maybe they 're wrestling with you know, like you said like they 're wrestling with you know I, I feel unappreciated, or you know it can be a lot of things, it can be that you are underappreciated. It can be that you, you're not looking at things the correct way. It could be that you're drawing away from God and his people, um, and, and you begin isolating yourself in isolation. None of us were made for isolation. Uh, there was a uh, horrible experiment, but it was an experiment done, uh, I forget the exact name of it, years ago. And it was they, they took a bunch of children, right, ba- newborn babies. And I don't know what the situation with the parents were, but essentially, they took all these newborn children. They put them in a room. and um, they wanted to raise these kids, I forget for how many years, with no like human teaching or ra- like they wanted to see what would happen if they just gave the kids their basic needs, fed them, changed them, but gave them no like type of love or affection or support and see what would happen. It's wow. a horrible experiment to oh, happen. Wow. Um, what wound up happening was none of the kids, I think, made it past six months. They all passed away. Now they, had, they got the food that they required. Wow. They, their diapers were changed. They were in a healthy state. But we need human connection. Like we are, we were designed for that. Wow. So just the fact that these kids didn't have parents, they, the fact that they weren't getting love, these children all, all passed away. Um, and I think we need human connection, isolation, you know, listening to podcasts like this, I would recommend everybody to do that because it's going to bless your soul. It's going to bless your life. I listen to a whole lot of podcasts and they, mm-hmm. they're blessing to me. Um, even hearing preachings online or motivational speech, all that stuff is good. Um, but none of that is going to, um, none of that can substitute for actual real life community and real life for people. I think that's why, you know, the pandemic has hit so many people so hard because of having to isolate ourselves. Yeah. We were not made for that. We were made for community. We were made to, to draw near unto God and then to be together with his people. So I'd really encourage anybody who, I was listening to this, you know, if you're not part of a church, find a church, pray that God will guide you to one. I know it's hard. I know not every church is, nope. is the same. I know we all have certain desires, but no church is perfect. So every church is going to have something that you're like, oh, if only, you know, they had this and that, that, uh, a comedian I, I used to listen to, he would go, he would go to one church for worship, mm. leave right on time to go like get a bagel and make it to the other church for, to listen to the preaching because <laughs> he liked the worship at one church, but didn't like the preaching, but he liked the preaching at the other one. Right. Oh my God. And actually was a pastor. <laughs> he said he used to do that before he like, before got go. serious in his faith. Right. And, um, you know, and it's like i'm getting the most of both worlds but he's he was made for community in one of those places so i would just really encourage people draw onto god number one but then follow his commands and draw near to his people um because that'll really help you see yourself the way you need to uh it'll help you understand and see god more clearly um and again it was the first thing that was not good isolation is never good draw near to god draw near to his people and, and you know won't make things perfect but it will help and god will begin to use his people to help change us and all that
1: yeah, so. so basically the message is love God mm-hmm. and then love people, mm-hmm. regardless of their political stance, yes. regardless of their uh, flaws and annoying traits and yeah. love people, regardless of, you know, what they've done in the past. You know, mm-hmm. just love God and love people and we'll, we'll get a better appreciation for life. So, yeah. Mike, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about why the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl.
0: My heart says yes. I <laughs> will
1: right, we'll be right back. <laughs> right. The final Monday, man. It's the final Monday as we're recording without Monday Night Football. football. Two important Monday Night Football games are going to happen. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. Mike, Thursday, September 9th, man, is back. Yep. The NFL football mm-hmm. Um, my is so playing sure. football right now in the school yeah. that you play football in. Sure. So I know that you played organized football before. It, you guys are going to be on the same team, kind of like, yeah. not in the same years, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's part of the same family and stuff like that. <laughs> what was your number?
0: 31.
1: 31. He's going to wear
0: 34. Hey, oh, that's
1: yeah. Payton. Yeah. So he's trying it's to, yeah. <laughs> I think he wants to dominate like Shaq. So hey, I, I don't know i great. don't i don't know if he took 34 because of shack or or somebody else yeah. but uh he took number 34 i think he's uh wants to play linebacker and running back yeah, me. so uh, mm-hmm. we'll see about that you played i played uh defensive line and i played running back you played running back yeah you played
0: uh and the nose
1: or you played at the end
0: uh i played nose most times i played end one like for a couple plays before but yeah i played nose we had uh, we played five two or i guess it would be similar to a three four and i was playing what's more back? fun Nose or end? Oh, end is so much more fun, man. Yeah. Nose is great though. Nose tag is great because and then you're right from the ball. So once the ball snaps, you're there. <laughs> um, and you have the advantage of you know center has one arm, so it's like he he's snapping, like, ah, take off. But yeah. defensive end was a blast. It was just like go go go, you know. So <laughs> just, it was cool every every play. But go I, get the quarterback. I, I love them both, man. It, it was defensive line was the best. I tried to play linebacker. Mm. I was like I'm too short for this, man. I couldn't see the line. I know what was happening. I was like, man. Yeah, those dudes are pretty big on the line, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but
0: it was like short so i was like you know you use leverage you get on the people it was great
1: it's got to be fun right? when you're playing defensive end and you got a statue like eli manning back there right it was great.
0: Defensive <laughs> end was so much fun i would, i wanted to play but oh man! no sack what it was but yeah man yeah it's cool i know you i know your son's excited i've been giving him tips yeah i, I know really
1: thank you stuff. man i really really I appreciate you play
0: he told me he already. uh i don't think he sent me a schedule he showed me a schedule I was like, all right, I'm going to try to make it. At least yeah, one.
1: they only got like about seven games. Yeah. You know, not, you know, JV yeah. plays seven, yeah. varsity plays eight. Thanks so for. that that's the way that it goes. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's not a 17 game schedule. It's, no, it's not like that. It's no. Not- <laughs> so then from now, they extend that, that
0: that one game. I know,
1: man. man we get an extra week of football now. Extra week of football. So it's like extra week of mm-hmm. the Giants being bad. Uh,
0: when you say <laughs> bad, you're using the slang term bad as good.
1: Yeah, My man. G-man. So, Alright, so the season starts Thursday, September ninth, is mm-hmm. gonna start off with the Bucks and the Cowboys. Why the heck the Cowboys are on the game? I don't know, but I guess because it's just ratings, right? The ratings, you know, yeah. ra- ratings. But um it just uh I I I'm taking the Bucks. I'm just gonna say it straight like that. Yeah. I think that Dak Prescott uh, is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know he's going to try hard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's something about, like, when you come back from an injury, like, man, how how hard can I push? How hard can I yeah. go? And those things on the back of your mind, I, you know, like, I know that you went through it, right? Uh, you got the ACL tear
0: yeah,
1: back in the days, right? So, like, when you first step
0: back on the field, like... It's nerve-wracking. Nerve-wracking? Yeah. Trepidations? Then, yeah, yeah, you're nervous. You know, how, you know, you're nervous. And then there's also, you know, you're trying to... Everybody else is training, growing, doing all these things, and you're you're limited for some time. So then you have to, not only are you have to rehab your knee to get that back, but now you have to catch up to everybody else who is improving and stuff like that. So it is, it's it's nerve wracking. It's it's tough, but. You know these guys; they also have the top medical <laughs> doctors and <all> that. So. <laughs> no doubt. So you know. Um,
1: but I'm sure, like, yeah. still in the back of his mind, it's like, oh yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna give anybody a piggyback ride this no, year, like I did last year no. when I got hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to like jump in that pile yeah. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. So I, I think he's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna be shaking off the nerves. Yeah, I think yeah, we'll, you know it's gonna cost him the game.
0: Yeah, we'll see his fortitude, um, mental fortitude. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be nervous first game. It's also. Defending Super Bowl champs, you know, um, I think with with Dallas, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has slowed down significantly. I don't know if he's going to have a comeback year. He had a, uh, not, he didn't have the best yeah. year last year. He had his worst year. Yeah. Yeah. So, year. you know, and. and but
1: he, Dak wasn't there. Dak wasn't there. And the offensive line was banged up. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Let's he's going to have a bounce back year. Let's see. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> Talking about Zeke. Mm-hmm. So there's three players, right, that just like leading the horse race right now for comeback player of the year. Since we talking about coming back, right? Yeah. We're talking about you coming back from your ACL tear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you played your first game. You know, so coming back from all that stuff. Um, Christian McCaffrey um, yeah. is a front runner for comeback Play of the year. Um, so Ezekiel Elliott. But tell me why Saquon's going to win it? Because I know that oh. whenever I say something, the Giants. You know, so so just why is Saquon gonna honestly, win the award?
0: Honestly, I even if I I think, you know, be, being I played running back, running back was my favorite position to watch. Oh uh, yeah, growing definitely, up yeah. And, and you know when I first when before I started playing football, I started watching. Uh, I used to play street ball, like we didn't you know, never organized. We just played street ball, and then I started playing organized. Okay, but um, I loved watching highlights of like Walter Payton and Barry Sanders and all these old school running backs that would. <clears throat> Dominate, and then when I started watching, you know, Daniel Thomason was like, was the man, and then Adrian Peterson came over and kind of handed that over, Um, and so don't take my word for it, take Adrian Peterson's word for it that Saquon was going to be the next guy. You know, (laughs) Um, I think, I think he, I think if he's healthy and if the Giants line improves. He mm-hmm. will. He would be the best running back as far as potential wise in football. He does have the Barry Sanders thing where sometimes he tries to make yeah. nothing out of nothing too much. Yep, yep. Um, but I, you know, and, and before he got injured, I know that he was. He started. He was playing better. You know, he, he's a very explosive back. Um, and I think, and he catches the ball a lot. On top of that. So similar to McCaffrey, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I, McCaffrey is another one. That's Not as
1: good, man. but just like a notch below McCaffrey coming out the backfield, catching the ball. Catch it, yeah, catching yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, he's a
0: little bit on But I think his his first year, but I, he's, uh, I don't know if Saquon's first year, he had broke the Giants record, the the running back record for the Giants for most catches in the season from a running back. You know, so I think he's going to have a great year. Um, you know, right now the, with Daniel Jones, they're going to rely on him. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones is still... I guess not fully. We still haven't seen his full potential.
1: I don't think so. And yeah, I don't and think so. We
0: picked up a lot of you know a lot of other uh, positions. of power, you know, Bark uh, Barkley's first year, he he had OBJ. Mm-hmm. He had a really really great rookie year. You mm-hmm. know, they picked up Galladay. I don't think he's as good as Beckham was. But having yeah. picking up Galladay, picking up the rookie Tony, if Tony pans out as well, you know, we'll take some focus on of Saquon. So, you know, I I think Saquon, I think Saquon at one hundred percent. Is the best or second best running back in the NFL after mm-hmm. after Henry? I think Henry's the best running back mm-hmm. in the NFL. I think so too. So if yeah. he's healthy, if he's able to play all sixteen games or seventeen games, I think Saquon got.
1: It. Okay, I I think that um <clears throat> for comeback Play of the year, I I, I probably go with Christian McCaffrey, yeah. um because they rely on him so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Donald's coming in there, but yeah. but I think that. Yeah. The Correct. way that they rely on McCaffrey to run the ball yeah. and then to catch the ball, mm-hmm. I, think, I just think that they're going to give him more touches than mm-hmm. Saquon. Yeah, I think so, too. You, you know what yes. I'm saying? So so that's my reasoning for picking yes. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, Zeke, I know that Zeke is going to be better because mm-hmm. he got fit, yeah. right? He, he slimmed down. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's going to be a little quicker. The yeah. offensive line isn't banged up right now. Yeah. Dak is coming back. So he should have a better season. Yeah. Um, like you said, Saquon is that dude who tries to make something out of nothing like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Um, They got Galladay. They got yeah. Kadarius Tony. You know, so I, I think that Saquon is definitely going to have a better year. Mm-hmm. Um, If they scheme him right, mm-hmm. he should have a better year than Zeke. Mm-hmm. If they scheme him right, because he's just that much more talented, I think, than yeah. any running back in the NFL. I, like, I so. as a complete package, yep. talent-wise... Yep. He can run between the tackles yeah. like Christian McCaffrey can't. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, he's also like a notch below Christian McCaffrey coming out the backfield, yeah. catching yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. So he's almost McCaffrey's there. But, but McCaffrey is the best when it comes to catching the ball out the backfield. Mm-hmm. Then Alvin Kamara. Then maybe Saquon is third yeah, or 2A, yeah, yeah. or, or yeah. something like that. Because Alvin Kamara is really good coming yeah. out the backfield, catching the ball. Mm-hmm. But comeback player of the year... I think they're just going to give yeah. this dude the ball. They, they're going to be yeah, so much like, we just wanna, we want you to run the ball. And then after you run the ball, line up five wide out mm-hmm. and catch the ball mm-hmm. and come out the backfield in a split slot. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. <laughs> like everything, yep. get the ball out of the yep. screen, you know, like yep. run the wildcat. I, I, don't, I don't know what not they're going to invent for this no. dude. Like You might even throw the ball. Yeah. I think that they're just going to rely on him so heavy. And if yeah, he doesn't like, get injured, yeah. I think that with all the touches, he should win it. But... I will go with Saquon second. I think he has a chance to win yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I, I would say Sa for me, Saquon's number one. Also as a Giants fan, I'm no, no, inclined there. So, I got you. Um I think if Saquon doesn't win it, I don't want him to win it. But I, I think I think um Dak Prescott will actually if he comes back to what he was before he got injured, mm-hmm. I think it'll be the Saquon or Dak. Uh depending on also who wins the NFC East. I think it'll kinda to it to them. Though I agree with you that McCaffrey is probably gonna have a great year, especially with Donald coming in, and learning the system and stuff like that. So um, he, he, the the only the only thing that 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 that
1: kind of gives me trepidation about, and and I said earlier, three three horse race is not because Dak yeah, is in yeah. there. That da, Dak is also in there. My bad. But the only thing that gives me trepidation about Dak is that <clears throat> Zeke is there. So yeah. then it's like Zeke is on the team, and then both of them are gonna have to split. You know, those votes. Those, yeah. You know, sure. so it's like, okay, you're going to give it to the quarterback or the running back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that Zeke is going to get a lot of touches. Yeah. Obviously, Dak touches the ball every single time, yeah. but sometimes you're going to hand it off to Zeke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, Dak can win it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but again, I know you're going with Saquon. Oh, I'm yeah. going with Christian McCaffrey. Saquon for everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dak does have a really good chance to win it. Mm-hmm. I, I overlooked him when I started mm-hmm. talking this conversation. Mm-hmm. But he does have a phenomenal chance to, yeah. win, this, to win this award. Yep. If the offensive line stays healthy mm-hmm. and they win the division, I know that all the praise is going to go to him. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel Elliott is going to be put on the back burner. Yeah. So um, I kind of have to recant what I said in the beginning. It's not three, it's four. Mm-hmm. And I will put Dak above Zeke Elliott. Yeah, you know, in this conversation, so I will go Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and then Ezekiel Elliott for potential winners mm-hmm. of this award. I know mm-hmm. you're going Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Nah, I'm going Saquon.
0: So. Now, nah, <laughs> if, if I have to, put in order, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think, and I, I think just because of the, the toll that Zeke has taken, um, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know which year it is for him now. Um, and the type of back he is, he's a power back, so he's just plowing through there every play, and he's an incredible running back. Um, but I, I don't I don't think he's gonna have that much of a comeback here. I mean, we'll see if semi seven down might make a huge difference for him. But um, but I, I think it, for me it's it's uh, Saquon Dak and then I'd say McCaffrey. Okay, okay. Um, that'd be my my three.
1: Cool. All right. So um, <clears throat> in talking about in talk in talking about these guys uh with the comeback player, your comeback player pick mm-hmm. was um Saquon. So. Yeah now tell me why offensive rookie of the year tell me why Kadarius tony is going to win the offensive rookie of the year because there's oh, no, no doubt that's... in your mind right no like it has no, to be Kadarius I'm... tony right
0: honestly i don't I, it's not tony um wait I'm... you're picking somebody not from the giants not from the giants wow no, no. i you know tony has had a, a bad start so far <laughs> so he has like missed a, he's missed a bit of camp he was out for COVID. he was out for a lot of stuff yeah. i don't think he's played in the preseason uh at all so and he's questionable week one. So, I don't know what's going on with Tony. It's it's not looking like the best pick so far.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, a little, little concerned about that. But um, my offensive rookie of the year, I'm actually going between two people. Um. Okay. The one who I think is most likely going to win it is uh, Harris. Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris from yeah. Pittsburgh. My guy. Running yeah. backs, you know, come in. They, they're the ones that kind of adjust quickest often yeah. to the NFL because it's the least change there. It's like, all right, you're running the ball. You know, so... Um, but my sleeper pick or, or who I, who I really, I think if Najee Harris doesn't win it, Mm -hmm. I think the tight end Kyle Pitts from Mm -hmm. Atlanta. Wow. That's a great sleeper pick. I think that, you
1: know what, you know what's take it. you know what, why I say that's a great sleeper pick because the last five or six years, offensive rookie of the year has either been quarterback or running back. Yeah. So you're going with tight end.
0: I, I think. Depending on, I think if I think Najee Harris is going to get a lot of carries. If mm. Najee Harris is healthy all a year, bunch of carries. If he's healthy all year, he's taking it. Okay. If he gets injured, I think with um, with uh, Atlanta no longer having Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, and while the other uh, Calvin Ridley is a really very good receiver. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know Julio Jones is Julio Jones. Yeah, definitely. So them missing him and Kyle Pitts is going to be a really really tough matchup for linebackers. He's really fast, really explosive guy. You know, people were talking about him being the best player like, coming out of the draft. Yep. Um, yeah. Even better than Trevor Lawrence, but quarterback's yeah. the most important position.
1: And did you know that they lined him up on the wide receiver in Florida? They lined uh, him up on the outside. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he was still dominating, you know, so.
1: I mean, he played mostly tight end, but there mm-hmm. were times when they yep. lined him up at wide receiver.
0: He's quick enough to do it. So, you know, and then I think, <laughs> too, crazy. the last time Atlanta has had a, a, a <clears throat> good tight end mm-hmm. was... Tony Gonzalez at the end of his career. And Gonzalez lit up. Lit it up there, you know. And now again, they had Julio there. But um, I think Kyle Pitts... And my, I would say my third person, um, if he starts all year, because he's going to have the best... I think he has the best supporting cast for quarterback coming out of uh, college right now, is um, uh, Trey Lance, who went to the Niners. Mm-hmm. If he, if they make... I don't think he's a starter right now. He's still no, Jimmy
1: G. No, it's Jimmy G. But yeah. if something
0: happens to Jimmy G early on and he winds up starting and taking over early in the season... They have a, an incredible defense. Yeah. Um, if yeah. they use him kind of how they use Kaepernick, Kaepernick's first couple of years, Kaepernick was dominating, you know, running the ball and all that stuff. Yep. And that's the type of running back he uh oh, running back he is. Uh their line is pretty good, you know, they, they have a good receiving core. They do. I, I think he would be my pick. George Kittle. Three. You haven't even said George Kittle's there. Yeah, no, Kittle. Um I Debo Samuel, I, I love Devo Samuel. Right. Oh man, that he reminds me of Akron Bolden. That's what he reminds me of. He's a tough receiver. <laughs> He goes over the middle He'd be running over people As a receiver um, You know um, So I, I think I think For me It's either gonna be Najee Harris If he's healthy Kyle Pitts I would love to see Kyle Pitts win it, see a tight And get some Some yeah. some, some props um, And then my third one Would be um, uh, The guy I just mentioned from, from San Francisco So yeah I don't oh. think Lawrence Has a
1: I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has a chance either. His offensive line is horrible.
0: Yeah, uh, and they, they lost the running back for the season. ATN is yeah, for the season.
1: Uh, their their first pick. Yep. You know, right after Najee yep. Harris got picked, he got picked, yep. and he's out for the season. So yep. all of a sudden now, you don't even have a running back to kind of keep him honest, yep. and your offensive line is terrible. So I, I I don't I don't give Trevor Lawrence much of a shot to no. win offensive rookie of the year. Uh, yo, my thoughts honestly. <sighs> I I'm going to sound a little crazy. I know people are going to say, "Man, you are crazy right now." Yeah. Um I'm thinking Zach Wilson uh, out of the Jets yes. and uh Najee Harris my guy from Pittsburgh, yeah. you know. Um he he I know he's going to get a bunch of touches. Oh, like yeah. they're just going to give him the ball. Yep. They gave Le'Veon on the ball his first year like over 200 yeah, something yeah. times. Yep. I I think it was over 250 or near 250 something like that. Mm-hmm. It was definitely over 200 touches mm-hmm. combined with running and catching. So yeah. Najee Harris is gonna get the ball. Like oh, yeah. they Steeler football is stop the run, mm-hmm. run the ball. Yep. That's Steeler football, and that's the way that Mike Tomlin thinks. Yeah. So, I think that Najee has a great chance. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is that you also have Mac Jones who got put into the starting lineup, oh, right? Yeah, Mac and they Jones. cut they they cut Cam Newton. So Mac Jones has a chance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, yeah. and then. Yeah. And then I always bug you about this. You know, I, yeah, I always yeah, bring yeah. it up. But the Jets have the left tackle that the Giants should have. Like, they Damn. have this 6'7", 350-pound athletic Mackay Becton yeah. that just, like, wipes dudes out the I picture. Know. And Zach Wilson's blind side is protected. They picked yeah. up Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. So their left tackle, their left guard, yeah. you know, like, if they pan out, they have a left side for the next 10 years. Like, I I don't know if you remember Seattle's left side when Sean Alexander was Mm -hmm. was the running back. Uh, Hutchinson? It was Hutchinson. He was one of the guys. I can't Walter Jones? Yeah, Walter Jones, Hall of Fame left tackle, right? So they had those two guys there. This dude runs for like, what, 28 touchdowns, I think, in a year or 27. And he has like the second or third most touchdowns in an entire year, Sean Alexander, Mm -hmm. behind a great left tackle and a great left guard. Yeah. So that means that one side of the line is just completely protected. Mm -hmm. So, with them picking up a, um, Corey Davis, mm-hmm. you know, at the wide receiver, mm-hmm. and them having that, that, that staunch left side, if they pan out, Zach Wilson can have a long career protected, yeah. and they can have a, a, a great left side. And whatever runner comes mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. has a good chance to just run to that left side yeah. every single time and, and just run left, you know, mm-hmm. like they'll load the box left. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I think either Zach Wilson has a good chance. -hmm. Like I said, Mac Jones has a good chance. Mac Jones has a good chance. Najee Harris. I don't want to pick Najee Harris strictly because he's my guy from my team. mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, I thought you were gonna go Kadarius Tony, like just straight giants, but you didn't, and obviously, you know, you went logical. Yeah. Um, here's my problem with Zach Wilson. I just I, they don't have a good. I don't think they have a good running back that's going to keep defenses honest. I don't know from yeah. center to right guard to right tackle how good it's going to be, yep. and I don't know if their tight end is the rest one of, of the, the receiving it, core. Also, right there. outside of Corey Davis, I just not sure about yeah. the, the the receiving core. When it comes to Mac Jones, right, they have running back by committee, mm-hmm. so they have a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Right, they got a two tight end system now, like mm-hmm. the way that they had. Back in the days, Jonu yep. Smith, right, is is their, the guy that they got from Tennessee. Yeah. Um. So that defense is going to get him the ball back a lot yep. because that defense is going to be top five in the league. Yep. I know that when Stefan Gilmore comes back for week seven yep. after being on the IR, that defense is going to look even better. Yep. So they're going to get him the ball back. He's going to have a lot of chances to score. Yep. But I'm not sure about that either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... If, if I had to pick, mm-hmm. I don't want to pick Najee Harris because the, cause Cause the, the line is going to be terrible. Yeah. The only pro bowler on the line is right guard Trey Turner, mm-hmm. the only pro bowler. Yeah. And we have a completely new offensive line. Yeah. Marcus Pouncey retired. Villanueva yeah, went to, to, to the Ravens mm-hmm. uh, alongside the Ooh, right guard that, that they hurt? have. That, that hurt. <laughs> but their right guard is um, uh, Zeitler, your guy. Yeah. You know, so it's like they have a whole new brand offensive line. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got off into a tangent. Offensive rookie of the year, for me, I'm gonna pick Mac Jones.
0: Mac Jones Mac Jones is a great I'm gonna pick, pick man. Mac Jones. I, I think I think Mac Jones has a better shot than um Zach Wilson. Just I think just so because too. of the coaching staff at you know, I mean Belichick, uh, you know, he, he's a similar uh, quarterback to Brady, he's stand extending the pocket guy yeah. and so I, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm sure he has his rookie hiccups, but I, I think I don't that's know. a really good pick. That's
1: I don't really know if you pick. believe this, but reports are that he was teaching <laughs> Cam Newton <laughs> the playbook. I know, that's nuts. That's bugged out. That's so if he's...
0: I have a hard time believing that. But that I, me too, nuts, me too. Because Cam, MVP, is guy... But know? if he
1: actually gets the playbook that fast and that yeah, good yeah, and yeah. that report that's is perfect. true, yeah. that's amazing. That's oh, a yeah. complete... Um, Difference from Tua Tagovailoa, who yeah. last season was like, I just didn't know the playbook that good. Yeah. So this brother knows the playbook that good. If reports are true, yeah. and if he knows the playbook that good, I think he has a real good shot.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I keep telling people I love this defense. People don't understand this front seven is really good. Mm-hmm. Stefan Gilmore is to me the mm-hmm. best yes. cornerback in the league. Some people say it's Jalen Ramsey. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't, I don't, oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. fight that. I, yeah. I don't fight whoever says that. And Devin McCartney's back there. Yeah. So you're not really going to beat this team deep. Mm-hmm. Like You're not going to beat yeah. this defense deep. So they get Mac Jones the ball enough, mm-hmm. I think he'll win it. Mm-hmm. I'm so inclined to pick Najee Harris because I love the Steelers. Yeah. But if, it, if the offensive line was better, i pick Najee. Yeah. The problem is, I think that he's going to get about... Just every time he gets the ball... He's just going to meet somebody there. He's gonna and he's going to have to first year. He's going to have to, yeah. He's going to have to push him off, yeah. shrug him off. He's going to have to fight for every yard that he gets. Yeah. So if he if he averages 4 yards a carry, honestly, I'm not going to front. I'll be surprised.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: But I know he's going to catch the ball out the backfield yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's he's going to do his thing. I'm not worried about him in the long term. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about him with this offensive line this year. Mm-hmm. So offensive rookie of the year for me, Mac Jones. Offensive rookie of the year for you.
0: Uh, it is. I want to say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Najee. With Najee. Underscore of, uh, okay. No, uh, Kyle Pitts and then Kyle Najee, be, or Kyle, Najee and then uh, Kyle Pitts. I would say if I was a betting man. Najee, yeah, Najee's <laughs> I would my say number Najee. two. Najee's, to, Najee's to me, the safer pick. Okay. Um, and then my number two would be Pitts. Oh, okay. If I had to number All
1: right, two. cool. Najee's my number two. All right. yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Mike T, I still love you, bro. Mm-hmm. I love the Steelers. <laughs> I can't, I can't pick again. Um, so the other question I want to ask
0: you, bro, why is Daniel Jones gonna win MVP? No, man. I, I can't. You know, I'm realistic. You know, um, <laughs> Daniel Jones is athletic Eli. That's what I'm yeah. um, saying. And and you know what? For all the the hiccups with Eli Manning, hey, we got two Super Bowls. <laughs> That's we got more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we got yeah. same amount of Super Bowls as Peyton Manning, yep. and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Super right? Bowls and Brett Favre, more Super Bowls Brett Favre, yep. you know, so same Eli, amount
1: as John Elway,
0: right? So you know Eli Eli will never be named the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. but he has this, the more Super Bowls than some of the the best ones, sure. and I'm happy with that. So I think um,
1: so. Breaking news on the show: you're going again, non Giants. The only the, two things, Yes. non Giants.
0: Yeah, I'm not that biased. Okay. I'm not that I, I'll, I'll be realistic with all my stuff. I realistically, I, again, if I was not a Giants fan, mm-hmm. I think I still, I mean, may, I think I still would have picked Saquon because he reminds me of those greatest running. Like he reminds me of true? Adrian Peterson. He reminds me of Barry Sanders. Yeah. So he reminds me of watching like this is the best back in the league, you know. Um, so I, I would still pick. I would still pick Saquon. But um, for MVP, I think. I mean, this is probably the easy. I'm not saying this is the easy pick or maybe everybody's pick, but. I think Patrick Mahomes healthy. I don't know if there's a better better quarterback in the league, and it's very hard to pick a non quarterback MVP. Uh, they have yeah. what was the last non quarterback? What was it? LT or no, no, no. Was it LT? Non quarterback? Non quarterback. It was a running back. Oh, no. oh did uh, oh, was the MVP? Maybe AP or was it his two thousand yard season. I
1: think somebody won it after that, but I know AP won MVP. AP? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it might have been AP. Um, but um. Oh yeah. So I, the last defensive player was to win MVP was, uh, was LT. LT. Yeah. So, yeah, but
1: LT was just something right, different.
0: Honestly, I, I thought <laughs> you know Aaron Donald, uh, JJ Watt should have won MVP those a year. I mean, but it's just the impact that a quarterback makes versus what a defense player makes. For sure, it's not the same. But um, yeah, my my I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've seen ever. Uh, he just as far as like skill, Talent-wise, everything he does, right? everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 that Super Bowl, you know, obviously the Bucks from the champs. But I thought he was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl. Oh, he Injured. was. Yeah, he was. And it was, like, incredible. You know, and his team let him down in some things. Missing those mm-hmm. linemen. I think with those linemen, I don't think they would have won easy. I think it still would have been a close game no, no matter what. But I think if he had those linemen that that went out the week before, two weeks before, I think they missed. They were missing two starters on the line. They missed
1: three, three. on <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. And And they were still in the game. This guy was... <laughs> he was what horizontal to the floor, yeah. throwing passes, hitting uh, people in the hands,
1: like hit him in the hands. I, I he, had they caught he, those three passes. The games, it, it's it's game, a one yeah. possession game.
0: game, you know. So I, I think if he's if they get that all line right, he is the the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and they
1: he, they replaced those three games. Yeah, the, the yeah, three yeah, guys yeah. that were injured. Yeah, they replaced them.
0: Yeah, so, um,
1: they went on. They got Orlando Brown Jr. from the Ravens. Yeah. So.
0: Oh yeah, that was I was they, I was shocked. They they got that was a trade that really really surprised me because yep. you know you you know well, you're young quarterback they're young quarterback. Well, the Ravens
1: were they weren't going to come mm-hmm. to terms with the kind of money that, ah, okay. that he wanted.
0: So yeah. I was I was still like.
1: But the Chiefs were like, we need him. Yeah, yeah we'll man. pay him.
0: Ah yeah no but no 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 I don't think that that is going to win it. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be Eli who's athletic. I think he's going to have <laughs> a, a decent career. I think it'll. The Giants are going to rely on the run game. They're going to rely on you know the, their defense to, to, in order to get if to get to the Super Bowl if that happens. But yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes easy. Uh, if I had to pick a two or let's say an AFC NFC, um, I would say, uh, my NFC choice for MVP would be I don't think Brady's winning it. I think Russell Wilson or or Kyle Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I think Kyler Murray's gonna have a great year too. Mm-hmm. So I think one of those two. Um, but but. Mahomes
1: number one. I I think Mahomes should win the MVP because yeah. um, they're gonna both they bolster up the line, yeah. right? They did lose Sammy Watkins. He went yeah. out. He went to the Ravens, um, but he's not a guy. I mean, they use him, you know, just not as prolifically as yeah, yeah. As, as they yeah. they should. But or, or, but he uh, but they spread the ball though. Yeah. You know, they they spread the ball. Mikko Hardman, uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> You know, so and then they have Tyreek Hill, obviously the greatest weapon in the NFL. And and they got
0: the, the, the rookie from last year. And Clyde Worth Helera had a great year. So uh, so they, they got the running back.
1: There? Le'Veon is not there he's anymore. Not there. Um, yeah, you know, he's he about. spoke out something against the coach yeah, that yeah, a lot oh, of yeah, people yeah. are like, nah, that's not true. Yeah, and yep. I don't even know if he's gonna get a job in the NFL if he does if I'm not even sure if he has one right now in the NFL a job. Yeah. But I think Patrick should win because the offensive line got bolstered, mm-hmm. and Clyde Edwards Hilaire showed that he belongs oh, in this league. Yes, and he's he's a good running back, yep. right? But fun to watch. I'm gonna go with a sleeper pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm not gonna pick Mahomes out of fatigue, like like he's you don't one, want to pick him, like like, like you know, I, I, Mahomes does everything. He's yeah. he's the best I've ever seen too. Yes, um, obviously, Brady's the greatest. Yes. Because of all his accomplishments and yeah. the way he's cool under pressure. And he beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's another accomplishment right there that he has. Mm-hmm. But the best as in talent-wise I've ever seen was Aaron Rodgers until
0: awesome. yeah. Mahomes came. Oh, yeah. Rodgers. You
1: know, so now all of a sudden Mahomes is on another level, right? He's like a shortstop playing quarterback. Nice. But sleeper pick, though. I'm going to go Josh Allen. He got this oh, monster yeah. contract, right? And all of a sudden now, Josh Allen, he's, he's, he's good. No contract talks, nothing like that. You got, um, got Stefan Diggs out there. Yes. You know, the only problem is their offensive line is pretty good. The problem is that they need a better running back. Yeah. Devin Singletary's okay. Mm-hmm. The thing is that he's okay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so the teams are not afraid of their run game, mm-hmm. even though it's okay. But Josh Allen can make every throw. Every single throw. Nice. I mean, he's got a cannon on for an arm. Incredible. He yeah. is, he came out of nowhere. Nobody saw him coming no, like man. this. And all of a sudden he had this one, he had a, he had a, he had a good year. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he has this year that he had. And you're like, wow, he's elite. And then he got monster paid. So contract talks are out the way. Now yep. it's just time to play. Yeah. Stefan Diggs, one of the best yeah. receivers in the NFL, yeah. one of the better route runners in the NFL, one of the better hands guys mm-hmm. in the NFL. I know he's not DeAndre Hopkins when it comes no, to his hands, no. but who is? No, he's, he's incredible. But he's incredible. Yeah. And um, you know, they I, I think that their offense is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line, they protect him well. So I think that maybe, you know, with the chance of voter fatigue, like Okay, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Yeah. You know, he's like, he wins best player and he yeah. wins this and he wins that. And everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes all the time. Maybe you might get a little fatigue, yeah, out of the reporters and they might say, you know, this guy. So yeah. I think if somebody else has a chance to win the MVP other than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, the official pick is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But the guy I want to see win it Josh Allen. is Josh Allen. And the guy that I think that could give him a run for his money... Is Josh Allen?
0: Yeah, Josh that's the guy Allen I
1: think could give him Incredible.
0: Up. You know, I think before he got there, you know, I, the, the, you know, the Bills were always okay. They were okay. They were. I wouldn't say they were the worst team. Well, but,
1: they went to four straight Super Bowls.
0: Oh yeah, no. But I mean, I mean, you know, the <laughs> Jim Kelly Greece was there. Years, oh, the recent years. Yeah, so. you know, they had. You know, I think they had one year where they, I don't know <clears> if that was the year that they won their, their their division, but, you know, but now he he's gotten there, and all of a sudden they're the playoff contender, and, yeah. nah, he's Josh Allen is a, is a great he's a great fit for Buffalo. He's man, he's. He's a fun quarterback to watch too. He's a little bit wild. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's little, like he's aggressive. Yeah. He'll try to hurdle people and stuff. I'm like, yo, this guy, he's fun. He's really he's fun. He's
1: got to legs. Watch, man. He can run. Really, really fun to he's, watch. He's athletic. He's he's just he's definitely fun to he watch. He remind,
0: he reminds me of Brett Favre, just a little, just more athletic,
1: just more athletic. Yeah, so that's I, I like, that's I like, like watching a perfect him, analogy because like he'll gunsling it. Yeah, just like Brett Favre, yeah. he won't throw as many interceptions. No, no, no. But he'll try to get it in there, and he can he run. So. I I think the Bills are set up to be um, as good as they were last year, mm-hmm. maybe even better. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so you have one extra game. Um, yeah. You know, so 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 we'll see how that plays yeah. out. But uh, we're going with Patrick Mahomes as the official pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my sleeper pick is Josh Allen. Your sleeper pick is uh, my
0: my sleeper pick. I'll say Ky- Kyler Murray. I think Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, okay. I think Kyler Murray.
1: Um, good, a good, uh, let's see if that defense can get him the ball back enough to score all these points yeah. that they're supposed to. Got J.J. Watt now. Because they they also... Yeah. And, and they, they also got A.J. Green from yeah. from Cincinnati. Yeah. So, you take Still a little pressure off of Hopkins. If they're going to double and triple team Hopkins, then, you know, hey, A.J. Green, man. Yeah. And throw I think the, they picked up a, speed, a speed receiver in the draft,
0: too. I his name. I know they have a... a Isabel is a the guy they have who's not like great, but he's really fast. He's just they, they fast to get right? those, those deep balls out yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah no, he's he's a fast Kyler guy. Murray runs the ball well as, as well. You know, and, you and
1: know. they also have Kenyon Drake there running the ball. Yeah. so it's That's not good. like it's it's not like the offense is not good. No. It's just Kyler has to step up. Yeah, and I think with the addition of AJ Green, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now you could look somebody else's way other than DeAndre Hopkins. yeah, yeah man, he, he has a shot if yeah. he steps up. Hey. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't 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 call Mike crazy, man. Yeah. I, I know Kyler hasn't had yeah. what we expected
0: him to have yet, yeah. but I also believe in Kyler yeah. Murray. I, I, I do. Yeah, I would like to. See, I mean, I, you know, Giants, of course, I would like to see any Giant win, but um, but I would also like to see Russell Wilson get it. Last year, he started last year, Hot. nuts. Yeah, and and then you know they faded at the end of the year, but Russell Wilson be you know he's been in the league for such a long time. He I think he broke the record for the most. Um, I don't know if it was the most like ten win seasons in a row to start your career or something like that. Um, so you know, the, the Russell Wilson is I think a quarterback will appreciate later on more, but uh, but he is he's another one that I would love to see win it, and I think has the ability to win it and stuff like that this year. But but I I, I don't know, Mahomes man. I mean, I, healthy, Mahomes got it.
1: I mean, you know, with uh, Russell, they upgraded his offensive line mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what he was asking for. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing about Russ, man. He's been sacked four hundred times in his career yes. already. And he's a young dude. Yeah. So, they needed an upgrade on offensive line. Yeah. So, if that upgrade at offensive line pans out and all of a sudden you're not getting sacked 20, 25 times no. a year and Russell has time, yo, man, he could win MVP as well because right. Tyler Lockett is out there. DK Metcalf is out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Carson is still good mm-hmm. you know, at running back. Mm-hmm. So, hey... I mean, those three guys you mentioned—they—they yep. they have a chance. Yep. I think Russ has a better chance than Kyler. Yeah. Cause I just don't know what. Maybe it's Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe he's Maybe. just not setting him up to, Maybe. to get that success. But uh, I'm a Kyler Murray fan, a Kyler Murray believer. But he hasn't just shown it yet. know hmm. that, that's the thing. But yeah. but but I like the sleeper pick though. It's, yeah. That, that's that's a pretty good pick. So, um, I just want to move on to 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 the division champs, right? We we got all the. We, we we got all these divisions in the AFC East, the AFC West, right? So let's just run through the AFC first. I want to run through the AFC. Mm-hmm. So in the AFC East, yeah. who you got in the AFC East, right? AFC. We, so we got the Patriots in there, we got yeah. the Bills in there, we got the Dolphins in there, and then we got the Jets in there.
0: Um, you know, I'm I'm a Giants fan, right? But I don't hate the Jets. Like if the Jets play, I root the Jets. I'm not like you know. I got you. So Giants, Jets, you're not
1: Jets. you're not like me that I no, hate the no, Mets. No. And if the Mets lose, I'm happy. No,
0: I'm like that with like, the Giants division rivals, you know. Okay. So uh Cowboys I want them to lose every week. Philly I want them to lose every week. And uh, you know, they let them go one sixteen every year. But um <laughs> but um but no for AFC East, I, I think we talked about, you know, uh Josh Allen. I think Buffalo's taking it. I yeah. I think you know, Mac Jones will probably have a good year and uh I uh, you know, with, uh, I don't I don't know how to how well Miami's honestly gonna be. I like their coach. Their coach though, I like. They the picked up Jalen
1: Waddle, who's
0: like yeah. probably the fastest or the oh, second yeah, fastest yeah.
1: receiver in the draft. Yeah,
0: so I think they'll be so better. they they got him. Somebody. I think they'll be better. Um, I I really do like the coach, but um, I I think flow Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think um, uh, but I think I think Buffalo has it. I don't I don't see anybody else in the division being able to overcome Buffalo this year. So
1: that so so let me ask you this. I right, I'm taking Buffalo too, but. Who you who you see and then up second because that that division might have two teams in it or maybe if you know yeah. one team does like really really good they could possibly have three teams in yeah. it because in the NFL it's, it's like that you could have three teams in it yeah so
0: AFC? um so uh from, do you
1: think that the Patriots or the Dolphins would get that second spot?
0: I think honestly I think the Patriots I don't think they're gonna have as good of a year um I think if one of the other teams had to I think the Dolphins would thanks so. Patriots. I think so.
1: I, I For me, I, I'm going to be yes. honest. Um, like I spoke about earlier, you know, I've been telling people I love this defense. It's going to be top yeah. five, you know, especially when um, Stephon Gilmore comes back. Mm-hmm. I think that this defense is so good. And they got a lot of guys coming back from COVID, mm-hmm. right, that they took off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Dante Hightower took off the year. Yeah. He's coming back. Their linebacking court is legit. Mm-hmm. Like they can play a 3-4 or a 4-3. Mm-hmm you know and their front seven is really really good. I think their front seven is probably is somewhere in the top 10 mm-hmm. or uh you know you could talk me into top 5. Yeah. But um they they just have so much depth on defense. Like they have like I said Devin McCourty's out there, right? You're not beating yeah. him deep. Mm-hmm. You're you're McCourty. not beating your McCourty. Yeah. McCourty. Yeah, and that you're not beating Stephon Gilmore deep. Yeah. Like you're not beating him anywhere. You know, so it's like you got you got to try to find a mm-hmm. hole in this defense and mm-hmm. it's really hard to find a hole in this defense and if Mac Jones could just put it together as a rookie i think they could win enough games mm-hmm. where they can win 10 or 11 games mm-hmm. because for me last season right um, they won 7 games right uh-huh. so <laughs> they won 7 games and they were two plays away from winning nine games, mm-hmm. right cam fumbled the ball mm-hmm. right and then had a pick, mm-hmm. so they would have won nine games. Yeah. I think with Mac they could win eleven games yeah. that's what I think mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, that's just me um uh a f c west
0: yes a f c the west. chiefs right ah yeah Chiefs there's nothing to talk about chiefs I, okay. I don't I don't think denver i don't think I think the Raiders are with. They are what they are, you know. I, I don't think the Raiders are gonna be that much better this year. Um, um. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think I, I think Kansas City. If I had to pick another team from there to come and and be like number two, uh, yeah. I would say the Chargers. I think the Chargers. I, I like Justin Herbert. Their defense is good. Um, so I think they're a stacked up team. So I think they'd be pretty good. And they, and you know, stuff. Uh, I shouldn't have Melvin Gordon, but. I think they'll be good. I think the Chiefs, the the Chargers, would be a good number two. The pick Chargers today. should be the
1: number two. Yeah, game. but I
0: think AFC got it.
1: Um, the Chiefs, the, the 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 Chiefs, the Chiefs. Um, obviously, there, there's no debate there. I'm not even going to go through that. The, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the AFC, not North, the AFC South. AFC South. So my
0: pick for AFC South is
1: we have the tight. Texans, the
0: Titans, the Colts. Yeah. My And the Jags, right? And the Jags. Yeah, I think uh, Titans are taking it. I I think Derrick Henry is – I think he's still going to have another great year. Now that there's one extra game in the season, let's see if he breaks it. I don't know if he'll be the the first 2,000 back-to-back running back, but them adding Julio Jones – Mm-hmm. Uh and, and I think they uh, yeah, I I think they're gonna be the, the best team in that division. I, I think they're gonna go make another good playoff run. Tannehill has been a great fit there. Yeah. Um yeah, I think Titans have yeah, taking
1: it. His career didn't start out that good, but then all of a sudden he came. Oh, he it came is, to the Titans, he was a fit. Was He's got good. a running back that, yeah. that could just um, you know, take that load off of him, that yeah. could keep defenses honest. And yep. now, here's the thing though. I'm I'm picking the Titans too. Here's the thing. Um you can't go eight in the box now. So imagine if this dude could get 2,000 yards with eight guys in the box. And all of a sudden now you got Julio Jones shows up. And you can't put eight in the box no yeah. more. I mean, dang, if you give him the ball enough times, he might get 2,500 yards. I'm not saying it's going to yeah, happen, yeah, dude, yeah. But, but I'm just like kind of exaggerating a little yeah. bit. Because I think he's so amazing and God, so awesome. Man. That I also think he's the best running back in the league. I know some people yeah. think... You know, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, because they could do dual stuff. But yeah. this dude just run through every single body. Yeah. And there's no way to stop him unless you hit him in the legs. And he's really fast. fast. So Powerful. he's fast. He's strong. He's like a linebacker playing running back. 100 stiff arm. Like <laughs> the stiff arm. Yes, it should be like 101, 105 <laughs> no, in Madden or something man. like that. Yeah. So when, when I look at the Titans, I say that the Titans should be in the AFC Championship game, just keep handing the ball to this dude. Yeah. And if they put A in the box, guess what? Go to Julio or go else. to A.J. Brown.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be that complicated, their offense. No, no, and no. it shouldn't be. I, I think that they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got the Chiefs. We got the Titans. We got the Bills. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to shock you here, bro. You're not the Steelers are not going to win the division. Wow. The I do, are you
0: even counting them for the uh, uh, wild card? Yes. Okay. That's the But not, <laughs> not the division. I, I think Benny's done, man.
1: I honestly think that they're going to be third. And I know some people will say, what? You crazy. Because mm-hmm. the defense is still top three, top mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll go with Tampa, Washington, and Steelers in no order as the best front sevens in the NFL. I think that they have the three best front sevens in the NFL. We Mm -hmm. still have a top three front seven. Mm -hmm. We have huge holes in the secondary, Mm -hmm. except for Minka Fitzpatrick. That's it. But the secondary is not good. But once you get past the second level
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and you could avoid Minka, everybody else... Is just whack. Like yeah. like we we you know we we had it. We added Witherspoon from um Seattle. Like we mm-hmm. just got a trade. So they're trying to bolster the cornerback position, mm-hmm. but they have no star at cornerback. Um, Terrell Edmonds plays a strong safety. He's not Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's fast. Yeah. But you know all these guys in coverage, they just they they don't have the great recognition that they need to have. Mm-hmm. And they just rely on the front seven. Like The the Steelers organization went out and got a great front seven. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt got robbed of the defensive play of the, the mm-hmm. year last year. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Yeah. Aaron Donald is the best defensive play in the NFL, yeah. by far, yeah. without debate. I don't care who wants to talk to me about Jalen yeah, nice. Ramsey, right. Stefan Gilmore, Bobby Wagner. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Nobody is Aaron Donald. Nobody's has... Mm-hmm. Dominant as Aaron Donald. Donald. Is, Nobody gets triple team like Aaron Donald.
0: Yeah, Donald is what uh, what JJ Watt was the, the in his MVP prime years, and better. Dominant. And he's yeah. better. And
1: he's just yeah. a little better.
0: Yeah,
1: but our secondary stinks. I'll say it just like that.
0: But What's front set.
1: But front seven, top three, offensive line, trash. Mm-hmm. Um, our offense is predictable. We got a new offensive coordinator. So if the offense is not predictable, I think we'll get a wild card. We're probably one and done again. Yeah, I think we could get ten games with the you know with with the yeah. way the season is now, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be ten and seven now. I think yeah. we'll be ten and seven. My pick is the Browns, best overall team mm-hmm. in in the AFC North, probably the best overall team in the AFC because the Chiefs' defense is not as good. Mm-hmm. Should not be as good as the Browns, but obviously their offense is so much better that yeah. it supplants for everything yeah. that 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 they have. That, that, that are holes on the defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the Browns, then I'm taking the Ravens, whose offensive line got one guy from the Giants and one guy from the from the Steelers, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden then they still got their two guys on the left side. Yeah. So their right, guard, their right side mm-hmm. is from the Giants and from the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So they stole some offensive linemen mm-hmm. from our two teams. Yeah. Their offensive line is going to be amazing. The only problem is that now Sammy Watkins got hurt. Yeah. Marquise Brown got hurt mm-hmm. And Rashad, Rashad Bateman got hurt mm-hmm. So they'll be back sooner or later Yeah, I still think that their defense is pretty good Marlon Humphrey's there mm-hmm. um, uh, Calais Campbell's still there yep. So their defense is still pretty good I think that they're going to get that number two But no, I'm not picking the Steelers wow. My god This is tearing me apart, man <laughs> It's tearing me if apart If they win
0: at the other season, I'm like, you can believe
1: <laughs> you call me um, a non-believer, a yeah, Pharisee. Whatever. I think for
0: me, AFC North. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm, I'm not paying this. I think it's gonna be the Ravens or the Browns. Uh, I really like Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's gonna have a better year than he did last year. Mm-hmm. He does need receivers. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna say Ravens with Browns number two. I, I do agree with you. I think the Browns are better. Uh, have a better defense. Um, I I and uh, their quarterback has having a better you know got, gotten better every He's gotten better, year. gotten better, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you know, I kind of want to. I want to pick. You know, I'll pick the Browns. I, I like OBJ. You know, you know he the Giants. Guy, man. I, I, you know, OBJ was the best receiver I've seen ever on the Giants. Like I had the privilege for of watching. Sure. For sure. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll go to the Browns. I go the Browns with Raiders on me too. Especially because you just said all the receivers were. out. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna have a tough start to the year. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, if, if Baker is able to to continue what he on what he did last year, yeah, let's go
1: around. Yeah, if it wasn't that the Ravens receivers are out, I think they would have been on par to yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like pick 'em, like it's a pick 'em. Yeah. But since the receivers are out, we don't know for how long, maybe a couple of yeah. weeks, they might stumble like two or three games and, and then, then
0: they got Chubb too. Nick Chubb is Nick nice, Chubb, bro.
1: And then don't forget about Kareem Hunt. You
0: oh know, the man, best yeah, yeah. one two yeah,
1: running back punch in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Got gotta go with the Browns. So AFC for me, Chiefs, Browns, Bills, and Titans. Uh, go. we, you got the same thing. I think I have the same thing. Yeah. Okay. All thing. right. Cool. So the AFC is the AFC. Yeah. Um, NFC. AFC yeah. champs. Your your AFC. My AFC championship game is Titans Chiefs. Mm. I want to pick the Titans, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So. I got the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I think that their offensive line got bolstered. Mahomes mm-hmm. is Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill's still there. Travis Kelsey's yep. still yep. there. So that's my AFC Championship game yeah. with the Titans losing a close game. Yeah. I just think that they're that much better. And there's nobody to stop Derrick Henry. But if you give up one possession to this team and they're on, it's over. So that's
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Game. I think my, my chance would be KC. I don't know. You know who they're going to face in the... Uh, The AFC Championship, uh, Titans is a really, really good choice. Um, I think it's either going to be Titans or Buffalo. Um, I I don't think Browns, I don't think the Browns are going to go that far. But, um, yeah, I would say Titans or Buffalo. I'll say Buffalo just to be different. All right, cool. I'll say Buffalo, yeah. All right,
1: NFC. NFC, man. Um, I think, yeah, Casey's
0: winning it. They're going to Um, see the ball again.
1: NFC, let's start with the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the, Packers. I got the Packers. You got the Bears with Justin Fields. You got yeah. Minnesota in there and Detroit. Who's gonna obviously just bring up the rear? You yeah. know, um, this guy is good. Uh, Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's see what he does.
0: Yeah, but um, I got the Packers though, man. Mm-hmm. I got the Packers. <laughs> Who you got? Yeah, I also got the Packers. We got a, a cameo from Spider Man. Hey, Spider Man.
1: <laughs> My guy Max is in the building. I don't know. Okay, we'll go. Oh, you're Spider-Man. All right. okay. Spidey,
0: we'll see you in a few minutes, puppy. Close the door. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the Packers are the, the, the safe pick there. Yeah. The Bears are Justin Fields. It's going to be cool to see. But, it, you know, I think it's it's going to take a while for him to, to adjust the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I don't think that – um I think the Vikings are what they are. I don't think they're going to be much better. I, I think Kirk Cousins kind of his peak. I like Kirk Cousins, but I, I don't think he's going to be, um you know, this dominant. I don't think he's all of a sudden have this crazy year. You. you know, um so I, I think Packers, safe pick. Aaron Rodgers coming in with a vengeance, you know, with everything that happened with him in the off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Devontae Adams, I think they're gonna try to push it like this this last year with the Packers before he gets out of it. One last dance. One last dance. That's what They said. go as hard as they can. Yeah. Um and I think they I think they're winning their division. I don't I don't really <laughs>
1: <they're gonna> do. <laughs> the NFC South. You yeah. got the defending champs, mm-hmm. right? You got Nolan's. Nolans, but no more breeze. No more breeze. Or now no they fan. got. Now they got the cannon for the arm. Yeah. And, um A Winston, James James Winston. James Winston yeah. famous James Winston, famous James. Uh, you have Carolina in there, and the Falcons, and you have the Falcons, which yeah. is your sleeper pick for offensive rookie of the year, and Kyle yeah, Pitts.
0: And Kyle Pitts.
1: Um, I think Atlanta is going to be last. I'm I think going so too. with Carolina. To have a better year than they had last year, because Christian yeah. McCaffrey's back, he's, he's half of the offense. He's 50% of the offense. They literally give him the ball every other play. Yeah. And then New Orleans, obviously, you know, they're going to fall off a little bit because mm-hmm. Drew's not there. The, their defense is still good. It's still formidable. Cameron Jordan is there. Yeah. He's, 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 he's amazing. Marshawn Camara? Lattermore, Kamara's there. Uh, Michael Thomas, Thomas yeah. he's he's out. He's out. Up. he's out for a couple weeks. He's on the IR because oh, wow. okay. he got surgery late. So okay. he'll be off for like the first four to six weeks, something like yeah. that. Okay. So they're gonna struggle. Yeah. Tampa's gonna take this division easy.
0: I agree. I, just, easy. I agree. I think Saints with mm-hmm. Albrees is gonna it's gonna be an adjustment. Yeah, I agree. Tampa Tampa Tampa, Bay. Tampa easy,
1: yeah. <laughs> the the NFC um mm-hmm.
0: the NFC West, which is I think
1: mm-hmm. the
0: best division in football. I think so too. I think they're the toughest division. This is the hardest one for me to pick. Okay. Uh I think this is the only division where any one of those four teams can take it. Um and it, it's not gonna that's be that's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, I think they're. Out. I think they're gonna put multiple teams into the playoffs. Um, I, I don't see any other division honestly. NFC, I don't see any other division putting in more than one. Nah, I don't think I, so either. I think, the, I think the playoff teams are coming from NFC West. Yeah, the NFC
1: West is um, loaded,
0: man. Yeah, I my pick for NFC West was. Uh, again, it, it 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 relies a lot on this. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance winds up starting, okay. and they and they're able to use him how they used Kaepernick, mm-hmm. I think NFC West. I think they're. I think, see, I, I think uh the Niners are the most balanced team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they have a, incredible defense. Right. Bosa's coming back. Yep. Um, you know the the linebackers are, they have a really good linebackers. I mean, I, I think they lost Sherman, but
1: they lost Sherman. Um, yeah.
0: but I still think they have a, a very very good defense. That front seven there is is really really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's top five. I, yeah. I, I forgot to mention them because I love the other three. Yeah,
1: yeah, But this is one of the top five no, front sevens in the NFL. Really good.
0: I like their receiving core. You know, I, I mentioned Debo Samuels. Yeah. Um Their running backs, uh, Mostert is an explosive guy. They have a good line. Yeah, he's really fast. I think they were... I think I think they are If trade, I think if, if Garoppolo's starting on year, it's not... They're not going to win it. <laughs> but I think if Trey Lance comes in and he's what they expect him to be... We
1: got some Jimmy G shade.
0: I mean, you know... He took him to the Super Bowl, so clearly he's a good quarterback. I hear you. But there's a reason they drafted with the number one pick. Oh, for sure. Trey and Lance. they traded
1: three picks to get him. So yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, they clearly don't believe in Jimmy G. I don't yeah. know how long they're gonna they're gonna keep up with him, but um but yeah, I think if Trey Lance comes, they they take in the division. Um not easily. I think that's good I this is really the toughest division to me. But I think so. How about
1: you? You know what's crazy about this division? I think that every team in this division could win at least nine games. Oh yeah. Like it's yep. it's just so stacked. Yep. With a 17-game season, I mean, I think that each team could at least win nine games. Yep. They'll beat up on each other. Yep. I don't, I don't want to say this, but I think that Arizona is going to be fourth in the division. Yep. Because I, I just don't think that the team is as good as the other teams. Mm. Like, the reason I say that is because, the you said it, the most balanced team is mm. the Niners. Mm-hmm. And if they put Trey Lance in... Sky's the limit, right? Yeah. Who knows? But he'll make some rookie mistakes. Sure. There's a reason why no rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. Because yeah. they, they always make a mistake somewhere along the line. Um, when it comes to the Seahawks, obviously they bolster their offensive line. they yeah. got an amazing receiving core. And they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So as you said in the beginning of the show, the the impact that quarterback makes is just second to none. Yeah. So I think that they'll be third. Mm-hmm. I like... I like San Francisco at two mm-hmm. because San Francisco is the most balanced team. Mm-hmm. And they have the option that if Jimmy G is not working out and the Jimmy G shade you just threw comes through, yeah. they'll put in Trey Lance. Yeah. And the defense, the front seven is top five in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, once you get past the second level, you used to have like Richard Sherman out there, but he's no longer there. Yeah. But it's going to be really hard for you to get past the second level because mm-hmm. it's, it's that phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Fred, mm-hmm. yep. Fred Warner's there. Joey Bosa's I mean,
0: Wait. oh, Joey, yeah, I said Nick.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's, uh, you might be right about that. Uh, sometimes I, I yeah, miss something. Nick Bosa, yeah, Joey's, Joey's Nick Bosa
0: you're right. Yeah, it is right. Nick Bosa.
1: I'm sorry. So Nick Bosa's there. Fred Warner's there, who just got paid. Mm-hmm. They have this just great uh, front seven. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, they also have probably the best left tackle in football. So mm-hmm. the blind side for their quarterback is really mm-hmm. covered good. To, uh, I, they're, 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 he just got paid as well. So mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. people take David Bakhtiari as the best blindside cover in the yeah. NFL in, in Green Bay. Some people yeah. take, you know, um, uh, Taryn Armistead, I think is his name, mm-hmm. in, um, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So they are, they got a good offensive line. Yeah. They've got Mostert. They've got two quarterbacks that one of them can hit or mm-hmm. either of them can mm-hmm. hit, right? Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, though. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the NFL by far. Jalen Ramsey is one or two as the best cornerback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. One side of the field is shut down. You can't go Aaron Donald's way and you can't go Jalen Ramsey's way. Mm -hmm. He just got Leonard Floyd paid Mm -hmm. because Leonard Floyd looks that much better because he's playing next to Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. So I think that between those two playmakers and that one side of the field being shut down... Mm -hmm. You got to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And when you go the other way, you know, you, know you, could, you become kind of predictable because you're not going Aaron Donald's way. You're not going Jalen yeah. Ramsey's way. So I think that that defense could get, they're going to get that boost from those two great mm-hmm. playmakers mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah. And then the, the reason why I'm picking them to win the division is because they went out and they got Matt Stafford. And I think that had they had in the Super Bowl a better quarterback... They could have yeah. won that Super Bowl because they only put up three points. I
0: know, it's
1: you know? Yeah, the, the the Patriots defense was good, mm-hmm. but had they had a better quarterback who could fit the ball in there, they could gunsling like this guy, yeah. they probably would have won that Super Bowl, man. Yeah. So I'm going with the Rams to win this division. Yep. Now, when it comes to the NFC least, I'm going with um I'm going with the Eagles to be fourth. Mm-hmm. I'm going with I'm sorry, bro. I, I I they just don't have an offensive line.
0: Right, you could they just don't
1: have no offensive line. You know, I'm going with the Giants at third. Though what's crazy is I think they could win the division because the division is that mm-hmm. bad. But I, I think they're gonna be third, if they were to do what Dave Gettleman said they were gonna do, which was bolster the offensive line. This should have been the best team in in the division because yeah. the defense is good. They upgraded the wide receiving core. Obviously Saquon is one of the top five running mm-hmm. backs in the league. So I'm going with. Uh, Washington at second and Dallas to win because Dak is back and the offense mm-hmm. is gonna be that good. Micah Parsons is gonna be good, so yeah. I got Dallas.
0: I I would say um, backwards. I agree with you with the last team. I think the Eagles are are still gonna be the worst team in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I I Jalen Hurts has got to be fun, but I, I don't I, I don't know how well he's gonna work out in the NFL. Um, but I do think I I think this com I think it's still going to be competitive again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to be competitive because everybody's bad or what, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be competitive this year. Uh, I would say next Washington, you know, they're going to have, they have a new quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Um, adjusting to that new quarterback. I forget who's the starter. Fitz Magic. It's Fitzpatrick. I actually yeah. like Fitzpatrick. The thing with Fitzpatrick is he's always good for a couple games a year. And then he's never had like a good full year. Full year right. He'll have like four games in a year where he's incredible. Uh, one of the most fun guys to watch. Um, you know, I, I like some of the receivers, but I I don't think they're taking it. Uh, then second, I'm putting uh, Dallas because Dak is coming back. I mm-hmm. think Dak is gonna have a good year. Um, and this is my heart's pick, but I yeah, this is definitely my heart's pick because I believe every year the Giants pull it off. So uh, <laughs> I got you. I, I, but yeah, I think the Giants. I think Daniel Jones is gonna have a. I think they're setting Daniel Jones up to succeed. And this year is gonna be the proving year for him. So, and I think he he'll prove himself. You know, he's, he's he can run the ball. He can. He throw the ball well. Having having Barkley back is going to be a huge boost to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think last year he developed pretty well as the year went on. So without Barkley, so having Barkley, having Tony, having Galladay, all these additions they made on offense going to help get the ball out quick. I think
1: that'll be good. Yeah, they they definitely upgraded the the wide receiving core, and that's why I said I could see them winning the division because the division is just that tight. But I just don't think they will because their offensive line won't give them time. All right, Mike, we got a minute here left. My NFC Championship game. Is the Rams versus the Super Bowl champs? I got the Rams winning. I got the Rams winning against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and then I got the Rams beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I think for me, NFC is going to be, I say, Bucks and Niners in the NFC Championship. Okay. Um, I think I actually think the Bucks. I think we're gonna have a repeat Super Bowl this year. I think it's okay. gonna be Bucks. I think it's gonna be uh, Bucks and Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are gonna take it this year. Uh, Chiefs, I think they're gonna play in that, uh, AFC. Oh, I think I already said it before. But I think Buffalo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's gonna be a tight tight game. Forty Nineers and uh, what's the team I said? Oh, Forty ers and Bucks.
1: No problem. That's all the time we have for today, Mike. Thanks for doing this again, man. Peace. This is.